0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, George.
1: Hello, Team Music.
0: And Grant. Hello, music fans. I like Team Music. We're all, we're all on Team Music. I love it. All of you, all of you <laughs> okay, who are listening team right music. now. Thanks, no, guys. All of you who are listening right now are Team Music. We're all Team Music. <laughs> Each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album they think is flawless, and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family, and it's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated, except we didn't do that for this one because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is (laughs) disappointing. My bad. Uh, You can find the link to that in our show notes.
1: Still not a surprise, though, because... If you've clicked on this episode, yes. you already know the coming. You
0: what do we're already covering. know, and of course, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as one dollar a month, and you get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes, which we will have. We are recording coming up bonus soon. Episodes with this recession right now. You will, you, if you join right now, you'll get access to our bonus episodes and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at Patreon.com/slash/flawlessamp. Spreading the music team love. Spend- team, music. team music. Spreading the, the team, team music. music. Love. Team uh,
1: music. Go, team music, go, team, go,
0: team, team, yeah. go. Team there music go. represent at all times.
1: So whose turn is it, Liam? Yes. Today,
0: this evening, whenever you're listening to this episode, it is my turn mm-hmm. to nominate an album. And um, leading on from George's example of going to an English band and finding the most heartbreaking, depressing album she could find. Yeah. I, uh, well, right I have there. a theme. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is a theme. I, well, you had a theme for the for your last one, the Holy Bible. So I have decided to have a swing in a similar vein and I am nominating the second album by the British indie rock band editors called An End Has A Start. Hold the blindfold down So your eyes can't see Now run as fast as you can Through this field of trees
1: Boom. Boom. There Look at go. you go, Liam. Nice. Here we go. Just, you know, in my wheelhouse, like, dipping your toe yeah. and bringing it... <laughs> in and a melancholy. Board, just, to see, just to see if I'll Devil. agree with him or not.
0: I've got some English Tip folk lined up too when it comes to that, so... Fuck off. <laughs> 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 no. And that's good. why it's PG rated. Yeah. No. Liam Boom.
1: said there was going to be a kibosh on yeah. all English folk because I, I did, was doing too well with I it. I did not
0: say that. I said I should make a kibosh on it. <laughs> I think I it was a should,
2: yeah. More than that. And
0: when I say... It's the most depressing album since um, George's The Holy Bible. I'm not the only one who thought that because that was literally like the headline of the Enemy's album review of and End Has A Start is the darkest album since the Manic's Holy... the Sorry. The darkest album since the Manic's The Holy Bible and it's all too much.
1: No. And it's all, all too much, yeah.
0: okay. So Enemy literally called out like... So, Because there's a lot to talk about how who editors sound like and they sound like Interpol and they sound like Joy Division and those sorts of guys. Okay. Um. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, these guys were like, in terms of tone and in terms of theme, yeah, they went straight to the Holy Bible.
1: So you're basically saying that they are British miserable fuckers. Yes,
0: exactly. Although they're not really, but we'll talk more about that. I'm sure we show. will. I've got no so doubt that we will. Sorry, thank you
1: for bringing um, – I made a joke recently. Somebody said Naz – uh, said that he wouldn't play a particular city because he had the ex that lived there and uh, i yes. made a tweet joke saying if that happened to me when i go to the uk the only place i'm not going is birmingham <laughs> and this band is from birmingham, they are from birmingham. Wow.
0: yes they are four friends who met at staffordshire university which i don't know if that's in birmingham or not
1: staffordshire no it's somewhere nicer
0: Okay, well, yeah, so they...
2: Birmingham doesn't get a good rep so much.
1: No, it doesn't. But like, Why? I'm, I don't know if Birmingham's in Um No, Birmingham, um, because it is um, known for, like, knife crime and drug use Ooh. and um, homelessness and being um, all of its architecture was kind of like 60s art brute and so it was really run down and, and the. People were considered low lives because they had a really bad accent and stuff like that. So it gets a bad rap. It's actually not that bad <laughs> <laughs> um, at all. Although you never had a boyfriend there. Did? I didn't have a boyfriend there. I did work there okay. um, that once a month. But um, no, I didn't have a boyfriend there, which means that I could go there and I could hang out with the editors. But I feel like they're not there anymore. I don't
0: think they're there anymore, no. I think they might be a bit hoi polloi for... Um, Birmingham 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 So it was released by Kitchenware Records which is an awesome name for a label good on them on 25th of June 2007 in the UK mm-hmm. and then 17th of July on in the US. Uh, it was certified platinum in the UK on the same day it was released. So this is a this was a big deal. People were very excited about this album. Uh, and it was the 69th best-selling album in the UK end-of-year album card, How many so is platinum nice.
2: in the UK, um, um, like numbers-wise? Because it's different, isn't it, per country? <sighs>
0: And you I, thought, see, I was like should a I a write down equation. the numbers And I'm sure I had the numbers sales written in there And I think I deleted it to, some, I to save space I thought it was mil,
1: but I could be wrong Yeah I it's very, it's was very different to Australia cause it's, a, all, like, yeah.
0: it's all yeah Because platinum in Australia is like 500,000 or something Because you think mm-hmm. oh yeah it's going to be a million But it's not it's really low because obviously our market's a lot sure. smaller But yes Point um,
2: being is it was a lot it was so a lot. Them on day
0: one. Yes, day one. So UK number one album, Netherlands number two, Australia had got to number 37, and in the US Billboard charts it got to number 117. And then
1: New Zealand. You don't have the South Africa
0: button. stats there. I don't have the South Africa stats here. Got New Zealand 37
1: in New 37. Zealand. 37. Nice. Of all mm-hmm. things. Um, but yeah, and it also went to gold in uh, Belgium and Ireland.
0: Nice. So Who'd all around thought? cool sounds.
1: Yeah. So, it's the second of six albums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Liam, yes. how did you find this album and the editors in general?
0: So, I knew of the editors from their first album, mm-hmm. which I didn't have at the time, but I heard a couple of the singles off it and really, really liked it.
1: In the back room?
0: Yes, in the back room. So, Munich and...
1: Blood.
0: Oh, yeah, is it Blood? I was, yeah, I was thinking it was probably Blood. So, I knew those two singles. They were on, I think Triple J played them and I heard them on the radio Really liked them for whatever reason, didn't get the album. And then I heard the first single of this album, which is Smokers Outside the Hospital Doors. The video was making its way on it on MTV and all that sort of stuff. And the album got really good reviews as well. So I I don't think I grabbed it like day of release, but I think I grabbed it fairly soon after it was released. Mm -hmm. Listened to it all the way through and just went, holy shit, that's amazing. And it's so consistently good all the way through because at that point I was still like, buying albums of like two or three singles and you know sure. you, you find a lot of winners that way but you also find a lot of bands that's like oh yeah your two and three singles were your good ones mm. and your ones in between are not so not quite up to the same standard but for this one to just be so cool all the way through and just really locked in on the themes and the sound worked really well and so yeah i loved it right from the start huh. and have you seen them live i have seen them live ah. so uh, back in 2010 so not off the back of this album so yeah. in the back of this album they played a tour in Australia. But it must have been before I was getting into them. And then in 2010, so I think the album after this came out in 2009. And then they toured in 2010 off the back of that album. Well, they played the Sunset Sounds Festival here in Brisbane. They didn't actually okay. do a full show, mm-hmm. but they played Sunset Sounds. Really cool. Um, I didn't like the next album uh, or where they went after this. So after this album, they'd done their two sort of rock albums. And then the next, for the rest of them, they started going very synth, very dancey, not even, not, not even dancey, very synth heavy. Um, like
1: I didn't listen, so like everything, everything, or like not even Joy a, Division, not e- or not,
0: yeah. So I don't know Joy Division and New Order that well. But okay. not, even not as punchy dance as everything, everything, like softer sort of stuff. Like, obviously, his voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but is. the less of the guitar and more, like, synth controlling a lot of the sounds in the background sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. the first single off the next album is called Papillon. And it's really cool because it's, like, really punchy dance.
1: And do you know what that means? No. It means butterfly in French. Oh, nice.
0: Like he the says says, Yeah, sorry. He says, oh. you're yeah, the, the main line of the chorus is, you're my own papillon. So, yeah, you're my own butterfly, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they started going really since, And in fact, Chris Urbanovic, yeah, a- not sure, um, who's the lead guitar for the first two albums and the next one, left between album three and four because mm-hmm. musical direction. And apparently completely amicable and we'll take them at their word on that. Sure. But my guess is, hey, Chris, your guitar is not going to be quite a big thing anymore. Cool. I'm going to go and find a band find where my else. guitar will be a big thing again.
1: Yeah, that's a shame.
0: It is a shame. But I also happen to agree with him. I I, I mean, they couldn't have made six albums that just sounded like this. Like no one wants you to just repeat yourself all the time. No. But where they went, I wasn't as excited that, about. That so. next album, was it, were
2: the themes still? Yes.
0: The, yeah, they've, they've always somber. been. I mean, even in the first album as well, Like it, okay. they're still quite a dark band. I think his voice lends itself to that in a way that, yeah, he can't sing all the time about rainbows and puppies and stuff. So it's, yeah, he's got so a But well, I mean, that's his choice. He I mean, could yes, try. he could try. But so I think it would be Tom, less effective.
1: Tom Smith, if you're listening, you could reach out to any member of Flawless and just have a chat. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That would be okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Happy to. Cool. So, yeah, uh, and it was produced by Jack Knifeley, who'd done um, Block Party Style and Alarm, I think, mm-hmm. and a few other, yeah, cool. albums in that similar English punchy rock sort of space in that around this time which is really cool. Nice. Cool. George. Hello. <laughs> had you heard of editors before? Knowing that you'd already spoiled this for us in the group chat before you got here, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, I had heard editors before, yes. Um, so I had the first album, the back in the back room, but based off the single Munich, because mm-hmm. um, that came out in two thousand and five, and I was twenty, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy this album. It's great, and it was like an indie hit in all of the dance clubs and yes. stuff like that. And um, so that's really good to sing along key. Then I believe I did. A an illegal download of oh. this album oh. Oh. when the it police. came out Those on the Because yeah. when I was 22, I wasn't as flush as when I was 20, weirdly. So um, <laughs> These yeah. cycles happen. Well, I was, it was more because I was very much immersed in the punk and hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of my money went on merch and punk and hardcore. So, t- to keep my indie roots, it was more like, oh, I need to illegally download this. So I illegally downloaded this album, and I know I listened to it, and I know I listened to the singles, but I didn't pay as much attention to it as I did with In the Back Room, just because I had Munich on it. Um, So yeah, sorry to have them, and um, I have also seen them live. Um, nice. So I saw them in a Reading Festival, based off the back of Munich. Okay. They were opening up the Enemy Radio One tent mm-hmm. um, in the afternoon, at like two o'clock, um, in two thousand and five. And so I went to go and see them there. And they were good, but I can't really, re- I can't recall anything about them like I did yeah. with the Muse episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw it was them was Muse on
2: later that day.
1: No, I, I don't think Muse are on. It was just like when I saw Muse the oh, first time, it was, like, sure. it was like completely memorable. Yeah. Um, but then okay. I saw them again um, at Leeds Festival in 2013. Um, uh, they were on the same bill as Biffy Clyro and Nine Inch Nails. Uh, but the cool thing about Reading was um, they were first on, uh, but then it was like Baby Shambles, Arcade Fire, and stuff like that were on as well. So, um, yep. It's so pretty I saw, good set. It
0: yeah, it's a pretty bands. good
1: yeah, so um, it, they play on good sets, um, and so I would heard the album, and I'd heard of Editors, obviously because I'm English, not like English indie. Yeah, and, um, they were played a lot on Radio One and That's what Radio I was going to
0: ask: is it did they they get played so much that you were sick of them from um, hearing them I'm not sick and... of
1: them because I really enjoyed dancing to them. So mm-hmm. like when I was going through... They had five singles here, yes. and they're all songs to dance to. Mm-hmm. Between Juno Seven and Juno Eight, they released five. And um, like when I was listening to the album again, and um, I was very much like, "Oh yeah, I could definitely like dance this," and or I'm pretty sure I've danced this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so cool. I, I know of them.
0: One thing I was going to say too, I forgot to mention about seeing them live in 2010 was that even though they're on the back of the third album. third album They still played a lot of stuff off this album M- More stuff off this album than off the third album Which, okay. I, which I really liked nice. And I assumed was because Chris was still in the band So he was still like, no, I want to play my guitar songs yeah, yeah. We're going to play this And also because they were on a festival Like they were touring But they wouldn't have been able to bring a lot of synths Like a lot of bands when they come out here Can't bring, if they've got like four synths And they've got a huge stage set up They can't necessarily afford to bring it If they're like a not really well known band here And they won't sell a lot of tickets Which they wouldn't they wouldn't have been. So they might have brought like not quite as many of, of all the different pieces that they used and then they, that might have influenced their decision to go, well, let's play the ones that sound great with our guitar and we don't have to have everything together for it. Mm-hmm. But it was really good to see him live because his voice is amazing. As is we amazing. will have well, As uh, we have said geez. and we'll say again. Well, that
1: was it. When I first heard Neenick, I was just like, oh, this is New Wave, but mm-hmm. it's New New Wave. Yeah. It's not indie as I know it. It's like um, I'm thinking – like Joy Division, I'm um, thinking um, Depeche Mode and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, I'm intrigued. I like this genre very mm. much. So um, that's why I carried on listening to them and didn't pass them off as some other like random indie fodder that yeah. just was going to fly by. Cool.
2: Random
0: indie fodder. Grant. Yes. Had you heard of editors before I popped them into the group chat and said, check these guys out? No, I have not. I knew nothing about <laughs> them. Yeah.
2: Although I, I feel like I've, I need to have listened to the, the Apple listing in yeah, Munich because I mm-hmm. may well have known Munich. 2007 release date. I'm um, deep in the depths of CA studies having mm-hmm. just migrated to Australia. Um,
1: Can you elaborate on what CA stands for for the listeners, please?
2: Chartered accounting. Thank Cartered you. Chartered accountant. <laughs> so, You're a chartered um, accountant. I, I, am, I am a qualified chartered accountant, quite incredibly, but I enjoyed the course so much. I did most – I wrote more than double the required exams to get right. through Nice. Um, as an aside. So keep applying yourself and maybe you'll get there and then you <laughs> use it, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I was studying, um, but I had absolutely heard um, the – and it has a start. That okay. song I had oh, definitely heard somewhere. Right. Yeah, I don't know oh. why, but I was like, no, nah, I've like I've heard that. Yeah. for Sure. Okay.
0: Um, so yeah, but certainly fresh ears. Yeah, because um, "Smokers Outside the Hospital Doors" was oh. the one that joined the got on the radio, but not main, still not mainstream. And a desperately like, sad song. Yeah. Luck. Um. And oh. it, it got to that was the oh. first single oh. came out in June, so that was. Right before the album came out, yeah, and it was got to number sixty five in the two thousand seven hottest one hundred as well. So that was the only time they ever got a hottest one hundred entry. It was just that song, you know, big big kickoff yeah, single yeah. sort no. of thing. So that's cool. Mm, it was yeah, but so uh, they were on the radio, but more for that song than more that. An the... end, and it has a start. Although sometimes I think yeah, I should have looked at the at the page for the single because it feels like the kind of song you could put. Like I don't know, on a Grey's Anatomy or a, yeah, a, an American sure. TV show, you pick it, on, it up because yeah. it's probably a pretty cheap licensed song to get, and yeah. it's things about yeah. death. So you could, you know, you could put it on. There's something. a
1: lot of fucking songs about death. There are death. a lot of songs about mm. death. So it talks just, about yeah. morbid, mm. deathy things yes. quite a lot, mm. Mm.
2: which,
1: which it, surprised me. From a Liam perspective. Wow. Because Liam is somewhat of an optimistic human being. And so for you to be in the macabre was a surprise when you nominated this album.
0: Mm. So. Yes. I think he's playing us. This. (laughs) No, no, not at all. This this grabbed me. Like I was listening to this. because nothing I was listening to at the time sounded like this and talked Mm -hmm. about. So this is an album that's primarily focused with death. It talks about death in nearly all the songs. It's all about, so he um, actually had a bunch of people that he knew get sick and die between the two albums. So that's why a lot of his songs are about that. They're about that experience of losing someone and they're about the experience of dying and that sort of stuff. So he's obviously an atheist. He obviously believes that death is the end. Like mm. you just live your life and then it, when it's over, it's over.
1: That's what I'm hoping for.
0: i Um, want this to end so he said in some interviews as i only found this out today but Mm -hmm. he said in some interviews realizing that death is part of life can be amazing people ask me why we're so dark but the music we make makes me happy so i think part of the thematic stuff in through is like so i share his belief that death is just the end but also a lot of people who believe that then go okay so nothing means anything so i'm going to have an anarchic life or i'm going to go crazy or i'm going to do a lot of drugs or like live wildly or whatever but it's i think his his position is that it's that's that's a silly way to live that the best way to live is to live for the people around you and for yourself mm-hmm. but to live and love and be surrounded by love and you want the love in your life to be like the thing that keeps you going so
1: well, thematically, a lot of it is about reaching out to somebody in pain yes. or being reached to because you're mm-hmm. in pain. Yeah. So it's not just about like pain is inevitable. It's like, um, you know, someone's in pain and I'm going to come to you or I'm in pain and you come to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's not hopeless. Yeah.
0: So I think he's... Yeah, yeah, so I I th- so th- yeah, I think not hopeless. is. I no? think, yeah, absolutely. So I don't think it's like death... So I think in the Manus Ray Preachers album, we talked about, I, mean, it, I think thematically it's a little different. Like a dark, yeah, is. dark is an easy oh, label yeah. to put on it. But I think with Manus Ray Preachers, they looked at all these things. So eating disorders, political systems, world systems, all that sort of Everything stuff. Everything was stuffed. His was, um, Tom's is much more personal. His is about his own position and his own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think his position is, we're all gonna, we are all going to die. Probably. The love that you have won't save you from death. He's not trying to save you from it. But it will make life worth having, been loved and loving will make life having been having be worth living itself. Mm-hmm. It won't save you from what's going to come. It won't stop what's going to come. But you should just judge yourself, and you should just be the person you want to be, and be the love that you want to be in the world. Which I was listening to, and I hadn't, I, I hadn't quantified it at the time. But I think I, one hundred percent agree with that. That I, I don't. I mean, I am an atheist, so I believe it's just going to stop. Atheist, yeah. not agnostic. I, I go between atheist and agnostic because it's because in so atheist in terms of i think it just stops there's no afterlife there's nothing after this but then agnostic in terms of like is there a god is one of the gods real like because even religions okay. not all religions have an afterlife either like they're they're all, all so yeah so i oh, that's interesting take and i hadn't thought of it and then i heard this guy singing about all this stuff that's like yeah there's death and everyone you know dies, which is like the flaming lips, do you realise? Everyone you know someday <laughs> yeah. will die. Yeah, I know, but
1: not quite as cheerfully as <laughs> no, the flaming lips. But
0: theirs is like, so tell everyone that you love that you love them. And mm-hmm. I think his position is yeah. in a similar point without singing quite so happily about it. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's why this album really grabbed me
1: but right also the, the music is sometimes really optimistic and yes. like a banger that mm-hmm. like basically so it's not yes. like The Manic Street Preachers in where you could not dance to some of no,
0: them. No, like it's like a sort of grotty punk speedy no, thing. You this could, is this is like yeah. They he released
1: wants- five singles of mm-hmm. this album of a 10 track album where you could go and dance in an indie club to yeah. any of them. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's Joyful yeah. and euphoric. That's not. I'm really miserable or whatever. Though mm. I did go to a new wave night the other night and stare at my oh, own shoes. Was it? <laughs> it, was, it, was it was good fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it was great. I just stared at my own shoes and pretend like nobody else existed. Um, but anyway, um yeah. So like some of their music sounds really optimistic underneath the mm-hmm. lyrical content. Mm. Where if you pay attention, it's like, oh, okay, bit more bleak.
0: Yes, yeah, which I think is also part of their vibe is like, yeah, we want you to think about this stuff and take this message away, but also we want you to have a good time while you're listening to it. We want you to be able to move around and dance around and have a you know, have a little bit of joy, even if the songs aren't necessarily joyful themselves. Which
1: is why they open with "smokers like outside the hospital." Yes, stores.
0: one of my like just an amazing song. Just I absolutely love this song and it's like it. So it's got the the drums so dum 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 dum, and then like and then him on the piano and the piano and his vocals Mm. and then just that guitar. So a lot of songs would do like a slow build up to that guitar, the crashing, like really high pitch, high far, high tempo guitar bits They might build up to those, but he's just like piano singing. If you're not expecting it, it's just like, it hits in, like Mm -hmm. just like crunches into these guitars and then goes on from there. And he talks about, but even like, so right. So the very first line of the album, and I won't, we won't drop it in, but he talks about putting a blindfold on, and then running th- running at speed through a field of trees which is a super dangerous thing to do right and it, but that's the energy of the, the of the song is like it's chaotic and it's wild and it's dangerous and it's like that's literally the first thing that he says on the entire album
1: which is awesome and he says I can speed
0: Yeah, which is yeah, the sad like that is, it the, is. The, it's really it's, sad. And um, you know, not to say that those people are responsible for that the no, sadness no, of it. Like that's that's a thing. But, but that's
1: but, a that's a life I have lived when I mm. had to go to the hospital um, for an appointment um every two weeks back in the UK and I would walk past like some of the same old people attached mm-hmm. to a drip, sat yeah. outside and um, smoking and I was just like, What is going on like, I just wanted to know their story There was no mm. judgement there no. I just wanted to know what their story was That they're sat on a bench Outside the hospital doors Holding their drip like, mm. that And was, in the gown like, yeah. In the like gown proper, and yeah. then,
0: Like the whole thing yeah. So it's Because I think it's them It's the patients who are smoking outside mm. And then it's the employees Who are smoking outside mm. So you have to try and get away From like the, the Merciless death and despair That can be happening inside Like I just need five minutes outside to smoke and just relieve myself from it. yeah. And then people who are visiting people as well who might be there visiting like a long-term person and who are like just like, I need to get out of this room. It's cloying, you know, I need to just go outside. So I think no matter what situation you find yourself in, smoking outside the hospital doors, it's, it's a really bad one.
1: Yeah. And he captured it with a choir.
0: Yes, he's got a chorus that he brings in.
1: Yeah, that comes in. That's mm. inspirational considering everything else.
0: Yeah. And then, they're, so they're singing just on a repeat. Um, we've all been changed from what we were. Our broken parts smashed on the floor. Nice. So, yeah, just, yeah, another deadpan imagery of us, like, yeah. And
1: they carry on whilst he carries on singing mm-hmm. over the top of them as well. Yeah, it
0: gets almost euphoric at the end while still being quite dour, but they're still thrashing away on the drums and guitar. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention so the the band's lineup is Tom Smith, Russell Leach on bass and synth and on backing vocals, Ed Lay on the drums and Chris Urbanovich on lead guitar. And I think they all do an awesome job. Like just carrying that, because I think you could get bogged down into writing songs and having stuff be really dark and dour and losing people in the in the depths of it. But I think they do an amazing job of keeping it, the punchiness and the upbeatness of it all the way through.
1: And there's also, I didn't get the names, but cello, string arrangements, violin, mm-hmm. um, choir. And then um, Edith Bowman was on there and it just says as performer. Yeah. And I don't know what she did, but Edith Perform- Bowman is like, um, she has like a radio one mm. presenter who used to do like the weekend show back in the UK and they used to play loads of stuff like this. And she was really great. I think she's Scottish actually. Okay. Um And uh she was really great. And I don't know at what point she joined in on this album, yeah. <laughs> but she's credited. Um, she's um, in the line, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lana. She's in line notes. So um yeah, I've got no idea. And I've been listening out for her when I've been listening to the album and I'm yet to discover a moment where I can go, Oh, Edith Bowman's Definitely summer. So there's yeah. one point where there's spoken word, I think, but um it's not her, it's a masculine voice. Okay, um, I don't
0: remember that. I don't um, yeah. um, um, um James Banbury did the cello and the string arrangements. Alison Dodds and Fiona McCabra were on violin and then the choir and the chorus were Anne Struther and Garrett, Jack Knife Lee. Oh,
1: cool. But
0: so I don't know whether performer means they had because it sounds like more than two voices. So I don't know whether they just took the two of them and layered themselves or maybe performers were also in the chorus. Nice.
1: And then it goes into the song we discussed briefly. Mm. An end has a start, which right. is the album title.
0: Yeah. And it has the huzzah moment in the way on the way through it as well. Like he even says, even an end has a start. So mm-hmm. it's the it's the huzzah moment. So You've got that sort of the punchy the big epic number to start which goes for nearly five minutes and then this one's like a just one of many dancey numbers like on mm-hmm. the way through like mod rock dance numbers but it's just got a savage intensity as well so it's just yeah and, and really and, um, intense all the time the lyrics Yeah, yeah. So that's I because I, once sitting down and thinking about this album, I was thinking about because yeah, you came on your own. So you're born. I mean, you're not born alone because there are you know your mother at the very least is another person who's there. Sure. But there's there's a big thing that talks about you die on your own, and I think that's like a recurring motif, not just in this album, but in like culture and stuff generally. Yeah. But But that's not necessarily always true because people die surrounded by their loved ones Mm -hmm. but even if they can't sort of even if being surrounded by your loved ones doesn't protect you or do anything like you still die but i think it's around you can't have a recurring motif of you'll die surrounded by friends and family because so many people that doesn't happen and you're setting people up like you might be giving people false expectations of like Mm -hmm. hey death isn't so bad because you're surrounded by friends and family whereas the people think that people especially like tom are just like some people will but some people will just die alone. Yeah, I think I go. I probably put it. Well, I re- reflect on it and go. It's that
2: experience of being born. It's a, it's a mom would experience giving love mm-hmm. there, but that person is experiencing the first breath on their own and yep. death on your own is you're going to be on your own mm. in a literal literal yes. passing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, everyone could be around you, sure, but there's only one person that's going to do it if you're in a deathbed, for example. yeah, mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. um So that's how I took it. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we could talk about it forever. We could, yes. We would (laughs) Um, be here all night. I mean, that's a classic line, I suppose, Mm. and it is um, difficult to misinterpret. And I like it. It's like (laughs) that, you know. And um, it's
1: really driving. It's like yes, a full sound. Like a full, it's like yeah. a banger in the clubs as yeah. well. Like totally. But like, it's just like everyone's like pissing in the air. You even yeah. on your own. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is really sad that yeah. we're punching in the <laughs> yeah. air. To we don't
2: talk fist. about going to the club. You know, yeah. yeah. you after the club on your own, and you're going to go <laughs> home on your own. No, we're
1: not. Yeah, we're not singing being alive. We yeah. are singing about yeah. being alone and dead, and mm. that's fine. Uh, but. Because of the way the music is composed, it's still a banger. Yeah, and it like and oh, it came out right track. A, it was a really good single to release. So mm-hmm. like, well done to them.
0: What was that? The, the yeah, that was the second single.
1: It was the second single. Um,
0: it does open with one of my favorite lines too, um, and I won't drop this in. There's a devil at your side, but an angel on her way. Mm. So it's like the devil, the devil's here already, but the angels get here. But as, as long as it takes the angel to arrive, the devil's going to be running the mm. show.
1: And he also says, more and more people I know are getting in. And I'm like, what's that about? Mm. It made me curious. Well, cheerier. it goes to the thing, I think it goes the thing guys of like people pigs. around
0: him were, were dying and, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. I did, like, I basically wrote a lot of notes saying um, he must have lost someone that will be affected by people mm. when writing this album. Yeah, so I think he lost a few people. There is no way you can write this sort of album if you haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. And so I think he captures it properly.
0: Yeah. Cool. So we won't go point by point through all the rest, but did you have any other highlights, Grant, that you wanted, any double ticks that you got?
2: Oh, look, it's it's... There are numerous double ticks, which is good for you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and look, it's a dark theme, as a, as a reference. I, I listened to this over the weekend, whilst, um, and for the for the listeners, I'm releasing a book next year, and so part of the of and the deal details four traumas that I experienced. So I'm now trying to find some photographs to go with this book. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at photographs of my dad and I'm trying to find all these things and I'm listening to this. I'm like, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I was like a 14 year old and an 18 year old and, and, and it's, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a real downer mm. and, and a real you know, struggle to get through. And I was like, I was super melancholy, um, afterward having listened to it, which is credit to the music mm-hmm. and the and musically It is awesome. Um, so I've got lots of lyrics written down here, but I suppose I, um, in terms of moving tracks, the Racing Rats. Yep.
0: Um, nice, awesome song. Great
2: piano intro and then
0: onto the guitar. Yeah. So um, that like it's yeah, you got the piano and it's really fast piano. Like he's hitting the note, like lots of notes really quickly and then rising up into mm-hmm. like takes off into that mod rock dance and stuff as well. Mm. So one of the things that he does will just stay in racing rats for second sure. like is he's got he's got his voice and he finds a line like you know, you can tell his voice by the end of the album, you're like, okay, I know this guy's voice pretty well. But then, in each of the choruses for the songs, he just adds a little tweak Twist. to it, just yeah. a yeah. little one, and it's usually different for each song of well. Like. Yeah. It's never the same.
1: Which is why I put those lyrics, and we might have the same ones.
0: Yeah, go for it. Come
1: on now.
0: lyric buddies so he's got like he's got this magnificent sound but it never sounds like he's struggling to hit that sound like that's just his normal singing voice and then in the chorus for this one it becomes this desperate strangled shouting like he has Mm -hmm. to lift the like he's got an intense voice and then somehow he manages to find another level to lift it up to like he's pleading and he's desperately almost shouting with people So, yeah, the chorus for Racing Rats is awesome.
1: And also the guitar riff in the verse Mm. is absolutely beautiful, Mm. like really good work Um, because there's a big guitar riff and kind of solo over the first verse that's repeated a few times. Mm. Um, So with that stabby piano and the lyrics and everything, it feels like um, the plane's crashing and pretending you've never met.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so he says if a plane were have fall from the sky how big a hole would it leave if, in the in surface the, in, of the earth, the earth yeah. Yeah. and then so some of the things that I'd read and I didn't get this as much but some of the things that I'd read about the album said that that was about like people would just if a plane were to fall they wouldn't actually go oh my god it's horrific that a plane fall they'd be like I mean in the modern day it's like they'd film it They'd be yeah. like, oh my God, this thing's happening. I've got to capture it. And like, it's mm. how big a spot's going to leave. And, you know, I need to know all this information about it, but they wouldn't actually feel connected because they don't feel connected to the people on it. They would just be like, what does this mean for me? And how do I, you know. Extrapolate value them. from this yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. The other so, one is, the other huge one, of course, is the weight of the world. And like, for, mm-hmm. just yeah. Um, double tick for sure. Yeah. So that one, yeah, that one slows it down. So you, we hit, we hit, we hit from, the... Like the big epic intense one on the first Number- one, and then like a moddy dance rock for the yeah. second one. And then the third one just was like, we, we can play this at a slower space as but well. Don't
1: you think the drum intro sounds like the 80s? Mm-hmm. It's just like a real 80s drum intro. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. yep, I'm on board. Yeah. It's like, you, <laughs> you know, you've been compared to new wave bands mm. now, and you're yeah. like, fuck it, in place. Yeah, we are. Don't yeah. care. Yeah. So. And yeah, that one was really lovely, and it just made me say in my notes, What have you been through, Tom? Yeah, um, because I'm on track three, um, and <laughs> he said. It's a little-
0: So it's about the death. It's still it's mm-hmm. still about dying and your life being over. No, but this, shit, is, this really? is Yeah. <laughs> but this is the positive one. It's like everything you did means something mm-hmm. to someone. Every yeah. interaction you had with someone. Yeah. So cool. I had the, the, the lyrics up
2: before that, um the keep a light on for those you love, they will be there when you
0: die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's sweet.
0: Yeah, but that's that's his thing. Is like that's, it's, the thing. It's, that's the thing. That's the thing. He's like death is the end and it's final, but the love you have in your life is what you should be trying to live for. Yeah, um, so those are, those
2: are my other um, big ones. Certainly.
0: Yeah. Well, so that that theme carries straight into Bones, mm. has a big yeah. like epic guitar, echoing guitar riff, and then becomes like another Motley Dance song. But he says. <laughs>
1: Yeah, nice. And um. also, on um, the drums do like an emphasis under "Love" and mm-hmm. "Gone" and yeah. do a- the appropriate parts, yeah. and then like repeat it um through like the um instrumentals, and so that sounds really cool underneath the vocals to have like a drum just going. Pfft. Mm-hmm. like underneath it yeah um, yeah so i've i've emphasized that when i wrote it down but that's cool we a lyric buddy yeah um, but there's medical intro- there's like imagery where he references bones and flesh and mm-hmm. heart yeah, yeah. yeah flesh and this one starved of flesh he seems like he is helping someone else mm-hmm. like he's reaching out to somebody else in pain
0: yeah but then yeah when he says your face in my hands is like Everything good I need is like it's the, like if you're worried that you're hurting me, don't worry about it because me being here is all I need from you, mm-hmm. which is so cool. George, any other big songs you wanted to touch on?
1: Well, let's touch on the ominous synthesizers of When Anger Shows. Mm-hmm. I uh, love that song It's probably with one of my favourites Good piano and there's quick drums pulling And then it sounds like he's got like Trash bandages. Okay. So um, he's credited Our mate um, As doing drums and percussion mm-hmm. And it sounds like he's using Pots or pans or cash, trash lids Or something, something like that um, And it makes it sound Like rain on a roof um, And then the vocals come in They're more new wave than ever And um, it's a really like lift for the chorus thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Lyric,
2: buddy. I've got that one.
0: (laughs) yeah okay so so we're all literally all zero buddies on the (laughs) same bit, right
1: so it's like morbid in that everything will die but there's harmony of humming behind vocals and then that really quiet so it's got that the ominous synthy intro Mm -hmm. and then it replicates it in reverse for the outro Mm. so the intro outro are bookends Mm -hmm. of that track and i was like oh Oh that was good to listen to. Like that was such a sweet thing for them to do mm. in that track is to like bookend it like that. So, Cuz the the yeah. intro
0: reminded me of David Gray. Who, I was, who we did an earlier episode and I hadn't mm. really heard of until we did this episode. And it was Don't just like,
1: talk about him in my presence. But
0: <laughs> the, way, the, the way the guitar, like they sort of they fade in, like they, they, a lot of the, some of the other songs, everything sort of comes in on, at volume. Mm-hmm. But in this case, like the drums, like there's the piano and the synth stuff and the drums come in but they fade in and then the guitar parts really sort of fade in. It was really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, the best thing, my favourite thing about that song is at the end when it cuts out and it's just the synth dance beat. And then this sort of subdued haunting guitar. And then that slow build of how can you know what things are worth if your hands won't move to do a day's work? And he starts yeah. singing it softly at first. And then he starts, like his intensity starts. So this is the trick that he does in this song that he doesn't do. It's like his intensity starts ramping up. A bit by each time he says the line, it gets more and more until the last time he says it is like He's just like, how can you know? He just stops there because it's like this big explosion of sound and mm. noise. And it's like, how can you know? It's really cool. Yeah,
1: it's cool. Yeah, it's a good track. Um, and uh, 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 single number four, uh, push your head towards the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that starts with sweet acoustic guitar and humming and piano and soft drums. So I mm. did a little heart there. Yeah. Um, so, but then the vocals are just over the guitar and piano, and it feels like it's almost the optimistic one. Yes. The no. Mi- sure. Like military drumming feels mm-hmm. like it's like played with brushes. With that big lift but i will tear the price from your heart and keep you from falling
0: that's what you said hmm lyric buddies i got that one too nice didn't you do one and then, i got another yeah. one but it's, it's got it's got a big so it's yeah it's a i think it's the romance song it's like the soul it's more focused on romance than on actual death of the album. But, it's yeah, it's definitely like the real softer one before we're going into a finished sort of thing. But, yeah, it starts nicer. But then the ending, like, the, from the, li- the bits with the you quote is, like, a bit more punishing again. Like, it's back to that theme of mm-hmm. theirs.
1: And this is where the strings come in mm-hmm. in full force as well. Underlined strings. Yeah. nice. So, uh, yeah, it's really lovely. The melody behind the vocals are really angelic. Mm-hmm. Um so it like suits, suits the premise of the song.
0: Mm. Grant, what lyrics have you got? What you
2: I had for, I, I had, now don't drown your tears, babe. Push your head towards the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always be there. I was like,
0: yeah. So yeah, now yeah, don't drown in your tears, tears babe. Push your head towards, towards the me. air. Now don't drown in your tears, babe. I will, I will always be, be there. there. Right. Oh. Yeah. Super cool. Right. That's nice.
1: Oh. You just look really sweet and soft when you said that. That's mm. nice. <laughs> yeah. well, it is
2: nice for a macabre. Mm. You know, I think thinking about it now, it's like these guys. It's a, such a serious theme, and it's not like it's like he's super, seriously still like dealing with all of like mm-hmm. whatever the passings may have been. Yeah, and he's not like saying you need to attack life or have this zest for life. He's like just. Like, look out for each other. Just accept you know? it. Just, just freaking be aware that this yeah. is a thing. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's not, I don't, yeah. I don't think he, apart from filling it with love, he's not like, you should live this way. You should live with a no. zest life. Live every day like it means something. You should yeah. no. be an anarchist take a lot of drugs and live chaotically. There right. isn't like any of that, no. It's, his only message is get love where you can. Yeah. And, you know, just be it not, you can't escape it. You can't avoid it or do whatever. So just accept that it's there and live... As though it's there, because people maybe, in his mind, they don't live as if they're going to die one day.
1: Yeah, maybe. And the atmospheric outro leads into the atmospheric intro of Mm -hmm. Escape the Nest. Yeah. Mm. That that then becomes more ominous Mm -hmm. until the full band joins in. Yeah, But there's a cracking bass line echoing Mm. the vocal line, which is um, rare. Usually it's a guitar line. Where the vocal line will follow, um, but this one's a bass line where the guitar, the vocal line follows, and I thought that was a real nice play. Mm. And his vocals go higher, um, yeah, pitched in the chorus. In the chorus,
0: so this is his, this is his vocal trick for "Escape the Nest." Is he? It's almost like it's this energetic, it's this desperation, but he's almost plaintive, like he's begging someone to do something.
1: He says, "I'm drained and I'm empty. I've still got love in me." The, the, there's eyes in the sky tonight watching us lose the fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why, Tom? Yeah. Um, but he also, yeah, he's got, I wrote down quite a lot of lyrics for that one, but like the, it's really atmospheric and mm-hmm. um, really quite beautiful.
0: And there's like that pounding drum, almost like a heartbeat all the way through it too. It's like, like almost like a callback mm. to the first song. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um,
2: anything else there, George? Are we going for final pitch? and talk about will, the last I will, one? Or? I will just touch on the last song. Yeah, Love well it. Yeah, well
0: worn hand. Yeah, well yeah. worn hand. Nice and short. Like I think yeah. in some hands, this might have been like a seven, like Tom might have gone, here's my seven minute magnum office of me oh, and, my and my and piano system, You know, I'm going to do this. But yeah. I think he's just like, no, you know, at just under three minutes. I think it's the shortest one on the album. Because it is just him and the piano And a little bit of like Really really soft guitar In the background But still like Wailing guitar Like they've just Turned the gain down on it But they're still thrashing it <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah I think really good That they just went You know This just needs to be a short one it's Still a song about love And how it can help And about how you want to hide From the outside world So he says yeah. I don't want to go
1: out On my own
0: Anymore I can't the night like I used to before. So Look I Look, buddies. nice. So yeah, I think that's just these people that he lost in his life. Maybe people that he used to go out with, and it's just he can't mm-hmm. face doing that without them anymore.
2: He's uh, just changed.
0: Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess like he's we seen change. some stuff and yeah. stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Your perspective. Your perspective changes when you've, like, encountered that much trauma mm. and um, you maybe can't relate on the same level as you could with the same people. And yeah. Innocence okay. lost, sure. Mm. But that's fine. We, def- we grow and we change and we move on and we yeah. find new people and stuff and yeah. who we can be with no matter what trauma we've experienced. It's yeah, like and I think...
0: He, didn't, he obviously didn't get bogged down in this either because no, he, the no. next album was more synthy and more dance. Like it's almost more dance stuff and up, like it's a bit more upbeat and stuff. So it's kind of, yeah. He, the, it captured a moment in his psyche really well, but not yes. a thing where he was on a downhill and he kept going downhill. It was like maybe mm-hmm. the album even helped him. It's like categorized a, lot of, luck, a lot of the thoughts. Catharsis. And it, catharsis, yeah, yeah, yep. For yeah, sure. And then yeah. Forgive me, I would think it's so. it's my thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah, any so other now
1: with Liam, final thoughts? Am
0: I jumping on the final pitch? Oh,
1: is it final pitch time? I
0: think pitch, so. but cool. So we've talked about it. We've talked about all the things that I love about this album. The instrumentation is superb without ever being like, look at me, flashy, like the drum solo or a big wailing guitar solo or anything like that. He's good. His voice is superb. Like I said, he finds that through line and then finds little ways to differentiate it all the way through. Um, lyrically, a lot of times when we're talking about lyrics, it's like, oh, here's this song and it's about this, but there's this really cool lyric tucked away in here. And you maybe you might even miss it if you weren't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. The best lyrics in this album are the choruses. He's found the best ideas and imagery that he can find and it's just gone, right. And that's what I'm going to make the song about is right up front. So yeah, the biggest, most momentous moments, Tom finds them is beautiful. It's a perfect length, slower song at the end and then another softer closer. Um, so yeah, so thematically it treads this really fine line. So it addresses death in a really straightforward way which makes it seem dark. But I think that's just because a lot of people don't think about death in mm-hmm. a straightforward way. So it always feels like the love and the f- love from friends and family can't save you from death, but it will make life worth it. So it's not anarchic and it's not hopeless, but it is it is what it is. And that's why I think the album's flawless.
1: Gosh. You're just putting it out there, aren't you? I am. Mm. I love this
0: album. I think it's amazing. Well, clearly, yeah. (laughs) But no,
1: that's fair enough. And on such dark themes,
0: George, final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down for editors, an end has a start.
1: So, editors, um, obviously, I knew them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The (laughs) Nick, I was gill on multiple playlists of mine like indie classics and dance tunes and stuff like that um anyway so um i uh loved um them enough to illegally download them when i was uh what 22 um So thanks for that guys sorry about the money but i think <laughs> you're fine now think they're fine yeah um yeah because i'm because of them and because I dance to them so much. They are all such accomplished museum, musicians. Not museums. <laughs> musicians, for my handwriting is appalling. Yeah. Um, um, and they made some absolutely epic indie hits. Their tunes are catchy, despite having really intense themes. I really love the new wave stuff, even though I'm sure they hate the don't comparisons yeah. like all the fucking time yeah. um and and i genuinely loved the miserable theme and and how it was sometimes optimistic and how it wasn't because it was never triggering to mm-hmm. me as somebody that's like experienced lots of death in my life i was never triggered by the things that you were singing about, so it was awesome and um yeah those singles uh, were largely played at um indie clubs i uh, would sing along badly and uh, had a lovely time my single problem with the album however and i'm so sorry liam is um i wanted a banger at the end mm-hmm. to say this is the editors and we played eight bangers then we've had a bit of a re- like reprieve with spiders and then we're going to end on a, a high note and send you off on a high note. But instead, it was um, Well Worn Hand, which is a very pretty secret track. Mm-hmm. But it lacked the rest of the band who have taken me on this journey. So I couldn't give it a flawless because um, I, when I got to the end of Well Worn Hand, like every time, I was just like, I'm just wanting, I'm mm. wanting for something more and I'm wanting for one of those, they have five singles from here and I wanted one of those five singles to be at the end and that's how I wanted the album to end. So I'm sorry I can't give it for this, but I am really grateful. I downloaded it um, <laughs> back in 2007 and you gave me an opportunity to listen to it properly again and bring back so many awesome memories. Cool. So thank you for that.
0: All good, no problem. Uh, Grant? Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yes, see, hey? editors never heard of them.
2: I have to listen to music. Maybe I'll, I mean mm-hmm. maybe only the song, but sure. Two thousand um, and seven. An end has a start. I, I think the, the themes or well, the theme of death we've we've spoken ad nauseum about, and um, the the imagery of of smoke is <laughs> outside the hospital <laughs> door is probably I'd never verbalized that as being mm-hmm. or thought of it and i'd seen lots of it i've been to a lot of hospitals and i've seen it but i wouldn't i mean to put it in a song and to put it in with such grace i think is is an absolute credit to the guys and um i don't know if i was triggered so much as listening to as i mentioned earlier with the. Finding photographs for for the book that I'm writing in my drama. of course, contextually that's going to yes. I'm like, I, I will we... say
0: if you told me, honey, I'm going <laughs> to this album while I'm looking at photos of my dad, I'd have said, don't do that, Grant. Yeah,
2: <laughs> sure, and, but I didn't know. I mean, I, I'm listening first time yeah. outside
0: of that, and then if you feel up to it, do that, but definitely not for <laughs> a so, um
2: But you know, this is it's it, it's in, I find it incredibly well written, and it is with grace and with I think dignity, and um, it's not saying. Do any of these other things be an anarchist or or go and be happy clappy or just be cheerful. Um it's 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 been awesome that way. And um I enjoyed Well Worn Hand and, and mm-hmm. I've got no problem saying I think it is flawless. I nice. don't like it. Okay. <laughs> um I, I don't. I mean I thoroughly appreciate the musicianship and and the fact that it's it gives you lyrics to think about in a constructive way and it's not you know screaming and belting all the time i think it's an amazing record um and and thank you for bringing it i genuinely appreciate it so i'm happy to say hey bud flawless there are separate tracks i would i could easily add to, to to a playlist um,
0: an amazing album so thank you all good no worries there couldn't quite get it over the line we will we'll get them next time sorry Liam that's all good uh, thank you everyone for listening we have Facebook Twitter and Instagram and we are Flawless AMP on all of those so you can join the conversation share a like our posts, and give us a rating And every little bit it helps us to find more music lovers like you team music f- people oh. team, music. team music team music as mentioned we also have a Patreon patreon.com flawlessamp Flawless AMP so if you'd like to back us check that out Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time. I'm so sorry about what-